0: Hope you're having a wonderful day. We continue. We left off in Edivin twenty-two A, and we are on um. Tezum the seventh line from the top it says, The simple meaning of the verse in Deuteronomy is that Hashem rewards his enemies, the wicked, while they're alive. So, whatever good deeds they've done, he rewards them, and therefore they are blessed materially. Only la vida, so they should lose their soul. In other words, it's not a blessing, it's a curse, because it just makes them even more arrogant and even more distant and that uh, leads them to lose lose their soul because he interprets the verse means Hashem's face so to speak a person who's carrying something on his face he wants to throw it off his face in other words Hashem forces himself to reward them even though he hates them And uh, It's this material reward, he doesn't um, tarry, he gives it to them immediately, that's only for his enemies. But the righteous ones, those who are totally righteous, he does postpone their material reward till after Mashiach comes, until the world to come said, um, that I command you the mitzvahs to do today um, the deadline to do the mitzvahs and to receive the word for the mitzvahs is only today before Mashiach comes we have an evil inclination when it's a struggle it's a conflict then it's too late then it's like Shabbos once Shabbos comes you can't cook only someone who cooked before Shabbos has what to eat on Shabbos once Mashiach comes, it's too late. The market is closed. You can only do business when the market is open. Today, this is the world of action. Now is the time to act. Tomorrow is the time to receive the reward. In the world to come, that's when we're going to receive the reward. Midas, this what it says in the verse ha-payim, and the 13 attributes of mercy. It says, Hashem takes long to anger. So it says, It should have said, Af, one face. Why does he say, Apayim in the plural? <laughs> because Hashem has patience. He's, he's, he, he lengthens both for the righteous, that he doesn't reward them immediately. It's only to later, and also to the wicked. And both of them is an expression of Hashem's mercy. Hashem wants the righteous, they should focus on what matters, on the spiritual, so they'll receive all the physical reward in the world to come. And on the wicked, and the wicked, he, he, the fact that he doesn't punish them until later, he gives them a chance to do teshuva, to change their life. It says in the mission, that you can expand the uh, around the well, you can expand these posts up until a uh, measurement of two sasayim, two sa. So a little more than 7,500 square feet. Iboilu, the question was, Does he mean to say that the well could be up to, if the well is up to two, two, two saw? And together with the passing, which you have to extend around the two amas. So two saw from each side and two amas. I dilma burlay passing that the bird, the well can be two saw. Up until two saw. But the the then then you can add another two armor an extension around it, surrounding it. What's the what's the question? Adam Nason an Adam Nasan ain't a A person looks at the at the well. So we're not worried that if you allow him to carry around the well if it's more than two saw you're also going to come to carry if you make a wall around the carf which is like a garage a place to use for storage which people are not not for everyday usage? People don't go in and out, and therefore the the, the the rabbi said, even though it's an enclosed place, you're only allowed to carry if it's a size of seven thousand five hundred square feet, not more, too so. So if you're going to allow in this case, it's more than a saw. so if you're going to allow the bayet plus two two plus two amis around it on each side, so together another four amas, if you allow this to be bigger than two saw, then you're going to come to permit to carry even the car also also if the enclosure is larger than two saw. Or no, because here I'm just looking at the pit. As long as the pit is two saw, it doesn't matter that it extends outward, outside the pit, it extends up until the poles Therefore I won't come to confuse that with a car for perhaps on lesson a person looks at the walls, at, at at the L-shaped posts, and he counts it from there and he looks from there together with the everything in between. He looks at if it's too too saw, and you can carry that's fine. But if it's more than too if the pit is too saw, and then you added an extra an extra two armors, another three feet on each side. So you gazina, we should decree. isn't You're going to say just like here, I can carry even though it's larger than two saw. I'll also be able to carry in the case of a carrefour if I make a wall, even if it's larger than two saw. So Toshma, bring your proof. We learn How close do they have to be? They have to be a distance, at least minimum. You can that the head of the axe and, and the majority of its body can enter into this enclosure that's surrounded by these boards. And that's two amas, like three feet on each side. But how how distant could it be from the from the well? even if it's a kur, thirty saw, so, even a kurayim, two so, 60 saw. So. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi says, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi says, only two saw that's the maximum. Yesen, be saysayim, us, is forbidden. Rabbi Udde, the rabbi said to Rabbi Huda, you have to Don't you agree, Bedir? When you close off a part of the field where the animals can can be there and, and uh, with their excrement, they'll produce excrement which will be used as fertilizer. And then you close off another part of the field, and you uh, and you camp in there. Vesar, a place of storage, a muktzah backyard, vechatzer, and vesar, a like a garage, vechatzer on the back courtyard, a field of base chamitches or base ashelis kudim, no matter how large it is, even if it's five kud or or ten kud. 300 sah. Shemuter, shemuter, it's permitted. So, what's the difference? In other words, anything that's used that's for regular daily usage, your garage is daily usage, your courtyard is daily usage. So, to a, a well is daily usage. To drink water, every day you need water from the well. So, why, why are you limiting it only to two sah? Amalehem. So, everybody responded to the rabbi, Zum Mechit's because there you have regular walls, real walls. Real walls, I can extend as long as long as I can, as long as it was built. The walls were built for a dwelling, for a purpose, that daily purpose, daily life. But here we're dealing with Passin. we're dealing with, it's not regular walls. It's just uh, Passin. it's uh, L-shaped uh, beams, it's open. So therefore over here, over here, we don't allow them to, it has to be only up until Toussaint. Hashem ben al argues, he says, that if the well itself is two saw by two saw, then it's okay. Then you could only extend the post outside of the well, only, only as long, as much as it would take to fit the head and the majority of the body of the axe, which is two, two amas. So they come, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, And since Rabbi Shimon ben Allah is coming to argue, he says that the pit itself is too soft, and in addition, you extend from the pit, from the well, till the boards, the post, the L-shaped post. Sports. You extend an extra to Ammon, each and McLeod. We have to, we, from this we understand, that Rabbi Yehuda argues, what's the argument? Then they're both saying the same thing, Tusa. Rabbi Yehuda holds, Beiru Pashen Rabbi Yehuda says, Tusa, means he's including everything. The whole entire space, including the well, from the walls, from the post, till the wells. the entire space is Tusa. It's not so that we will also tell you that the pit itself could be too saw, and then I can extend outside of the pit an extra two armor on each side to fit in the axe and the majority of the axe, the head of the axe and the majority of the axe. So, if that's the case, then what are they arguing about? Viva Nebbihuda agrees that the Tusa is just referring to the well, but then you can extend outward to Amma on each side up until the post. So, what are they arguing? What's the argument in Nebbihuda the Roshim Ben Laza They're saying the exact same thing. The difference is. According to Rabbi be shaman lazar it has to be square. He says, if it's only square. Two saw by two saw. Only then could you extend the, um, could, you, could you make the pasin outside of it and extend it another two arm on each side. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, even if it's a rectangle, if it's long and narrow, you could, um, as long as it has the dimension of two saw, then you can, you can make the uh these these beams out in the, out in the four corners outside and extend it another two arm outside anything that its main purpose is is to live see so even if it's open, it doesn't have a roof, but if it has it has walls to go in a, uh, a a a courtyard, and a garage, and, and a, a stay, a place for animals, a place for animals to to fertilize the field. I feel the base kudim, base even if it's huge, gigantic, I'm allowed to carry. It's considered the private domain. I'm allowed to carry. But any place where its purpose is uh, for the ear, go huts. Tusa is permitted. Even if it's a, clo- a closed hut. But since the purpose is just to watch, the purpose is not to live inside the hut, so therefore. Only it's only allowed the enclosure if the enclosure is too saw uh, it's bigger than the yes and basis sign with the, um, also I'm not allowed and I' am not um, I'm not allowed to carry only four arms. Okay, before we continue in the next missioner just to go back yesterday just to correct two things on yesterday's DAF, page 21, the mother was saying, that uh, that uh, David Amela told us the Torah is very long, but it didn't tell us very wide. Didn't tell us how wide. And then Job tells us that uh, the Torah is very great, but it, it doesn't tell us how how. Uh, there's no definition. Yecheskel tells us, and um, and he doesn't define until Zechariah. Zechariah defines for us. It says, Javier says that the Torah is like a scroll, a folded scroll. And um, each side is 10, 10 by 20. And then if you unfold it, it's 20 by 20. And if you, if you cut it down the middle, because it's written on both sides, then it's 40 by 40. So, I'm sorry, then it's, I'm sorry, then it's, uh... And if you slice it in the middle, because it's written on both sides, it's 40 by 20, so it comes out to 800 amma, 800 arm And But the world, however, it says, Hashem says, that He measured the whole heaven with a zedus. So a zedus is a half amma, a square amma. So in other words, every amma, amma by an amma, has four zedus, four half, four half square ammas. It was a square by a square, half amma by a half amma, half amma by half amma, of, of an amma by an amma is a quarter. So if the whole heavens is only like a quarter of an amma by an amma of a square amma, so and and the Torah is eight hundred uh, Hashem's arm arm length, which is. Four times the amount, 3,200. And, and then also we learned on the other page, page 21b, Shleiman Melech instituted Natilis Yadayim. It's not the same Natilis Yadayim that we have, that you wash your hands before the meal. That's Natilis dying that he instituted, is that before you touch kutch, before you touch holy, sacred, uh, the sacred animal. The sacred Before you eat from the sacred animal you have to wash your hands as a precaution um, as a protection okay now we continue to the next mission in 22a again we're talking about the well that was surrounded by these posts these l-shaped posts on each corner if, if going in eight directions each direction is an armor um and he says well what if The public is going right through it. If there's a public thoroughway that goes right through it, Mefaskus, uh, that goes right through it, it interrupts it, that the is has done you have to move them away, you have to move them out. Because otherwise, since this whole thing is like an imaginary wall, we say that the extension on each end, we can look at it as if it continues, as if the whole place is walled off and enclosed, but if everyone is walking right through it, then there is no wall. It it it, 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 it nullifies the wall, it cancels the wall. That's the opinion of Rabbi Hud. They argue, and they say, no, ain't and that's that the 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 uh, public does not cancel the wall it's still considered an enclosure even if you don't move them out they still continue to walk right through it here they let us know the power of the power of walls that even though the public is walking right through it it doesn't cancel the wall You're saying says. Usvidelai Rabbi Yechon hold that this is the law. Rabbi Yechon Rabbi Yechon said the name of Rabbi Yechon Yerushalayim, the city of Jerusalem, Malid alzizanul is even though it's all walled in. If the if the doors were not locked at night, it will be considered a public domain, even though it's all walled in and enclosed. Why? Because since the public goes right through it, it was a street going from one uh, one end of the Irish line to the other, in and out. So, so even though there's a wall, but since so many people go right through it, so therefore they cancel the wall. In other words, I'll be to Rabbi Yehuda. Answers, <laughs> he says, no, Khan means the rabbis here. The rabbis are teaching us their opinion. They hold that walls are so strong that even though the public is walking right through, it doesn't cancel the wall. He doesn't hold like the rabbis. He holds the law, follows Rabbi Yehud. Now the Gemara says, I'll throw and I'll ask a question from Rabbi Yehud, and Rabbi Huda's own opinion. And we see they contradict themselves. The we see they contradict themselves yes first Rabbi Huda was discussing if you have an overhang, an overpass so Rabbi Huda says we can look at the overpasses if the walls extend all the way down so therefore it's considered a private domain and Rabbi Huda said even more so even if there's no underpass you have two houses he has two homes on each side of the street of the public thoroughfare so, so in order to allow me to carry in the street facing the houses he says i can make it's enough i can make a post over here and a post over here on either side of the house how much more so on one one side of the street and and one on the other house on the other side of the street but it's not necessary or i can make two beams one on this side of the house one on the other side of the house and then i can carry between the two houses question is the rabbis argue saying, no it's a public domain you can't you can't uh, make an a like that that doesn't allow you to enable you to carry in a public domain by putting a, a post or putting a beam on top so this says, even though it's a public street and everyone is going walking right through it. Because right now, the Gemada thinks what I'm good at saying is that you need three walls. I have the two side walls of the street, of the house. And then by putting a beam or putting a a, a post, it's considered like a wall. Now, as if a third wall is crossing. So now it's three walls, it's walled in by three sides, therefore, I'm allowed to carry. But since the people are walking right through it, so you're like walking right through the wall, doesn't Rabbi Huda say that that cancels the walls? He says, in the case of the well, if people are walking right through it, you're not allowed to carry in that space, in that enclosure. You have to move the people aside. They should walk around it. And here he's saying you're allowed to carry even though people are continuing to walk. So it's a contradiction, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda. And it's a question And the rabbis and the rabbis. you know, the rabbis and the rabbis is not such a big question. You can say rabbi's just mean that that rabbinically you're not allowed to carry. Really it is good, but over there rabbinically they would not be allowed to carry there. Here, in the case of the well, they allowed you to carry because it's a special dispensation, because for the people who are making pilgrimage, like we learned the other day. (coughs) But here in the street, rabbinically you're not allowed to carry doesn't say biblically but here according to the buddha says you're allowed to carry it means that biblically you're allowed to carry you're allowed to carry biblically rabbinically. here he says you're not allowed to carry if, if people are walking right through it they cancel the whole the whole, uh, the whole wall the wall. answers it's not a question dear, the buddha really holds biblically you just need two walls to be considered a private domain the, the extra beam or the post is just a reminder so therefore since I have two solid walls uh, the public is not cancelling those walls it's just uh, the, the beam and the and the post is just there for a reminder. but here with the enclosure surrounding surrounding the um, the well I don't have proper machitas I don't have two mechitzas. I, just, I just have posts In the corner. The rabbis, the rabbis, also not a question. There, I have, since I have eight dimensions, eight directions, the post is going in all directions. So therefore, (coughs) it's as if I have walls. If I'm allowed to carry. (laughs) Even though a public goes through, it doesn't cancel it. But over here... Here I don't have two, four walls. I just have two walls with a post and a, a beam. So here even the rabbis the rabbis hold that the public comes and cancels it. So even though <coughs> a post is considered like a wall, but it doesn't help in this case because since the people in the street cancel that wall because I don't have four walls, just two walls with a post. Here I have all four directions and therefore the public doesn't cancel it. In Israel, <coughs> you're not you're not you not you do not violate carrying on Shabbos for carrying in a, in a in a public domain. Now it's a very it's a very astonishing statement. What do you mean in Israel? If you carry from the house to the street, you're not you haven't violated it. Rabbi Echenen himself just said that Shalayim unless the doors were closed at night, it would be considered, unless you close the doors at night, it would be considered a, um, it would be considered a, a public domain, you will be chayiv. <coughs> <coughs> so there you can say, Rabbi Yechon was only saying according to Rabbi Huda. According to opinion of Rabbi Yehudah, holds That uh, the fact that people walk by it cancels it, nullifies it. It nullifies the walls. So there he made a statement. But according to the rabbis, even if there's the public walks through, it does not cancel the walls. Okay, but, but how can you make such a statement? The whole of Israel, there's no public domain, there's no law of a public domain. So, what's the reason? He lame if you're going to say, all the way up north in Israel, you have mountains, a whole range of mountains. So when you're coming from outside the land of Israel into the land of Israel, you go up a steep mountain and the and the, the incline of the mountain is such that the mountain acts as a, as a wall. And then... Uh, and then you have a ridge perpendicular to these mountains on the, um, on the east side. You have, of Israel, you have it goes very steep, which is also like a wall. <coughs> And here, maybe the it says, maybe everyone holds the two walls is enough. Since these walls are perpendicular, when do the rabbis disagree with Rabbi Yudin and say the two walls does not uh, nullify a public domain? <coughs> it's only when they're opposite it's parallel to each other. But here, when they're perpendicular to each other, even the rabbis will agree that it's, it's considered it's no longer a rishus or It's not a public domain. And therefore, according to the rabbis, who say that even though everyone is walking right through it, it doesn't cancel the walls. <coughs> everyone, even though everyone is walking all around, <coughs> so according to the rabbis, there's no there's no in Israel. So why only Israel? The Gemara asks. Babylon, Nabi, Babylonia too. You have the Euphrates on this side, the Tigris Mahagis, and you have the Tigris River on the other side. So. And they also, their they, steep inclination, the, the river, the bed of the wall of the river is like a wall. So, also you should say that in Baville there is no public domain because it has walls on, on both sides. <coughs> <coughs> on all sides, it's between rivers and walls. And the fact that people are walking right through it, according to rabbits, is not a problem. And how about even more so, the Kuli Almanami, the whole world, Makif kindness yeah. It's surrounded by oceans <coughs> so you're going to say the whole continent is all surrounded by oceans so therefore maybe the ocean itself is a wall so therefore you're going to tell me there's no dishes that in the whole world <coughs> even though everyone walks right through it according to rabbis that's not a problem <coughs> so Abayah said Dilma perhaps my list of murders comes Maybe what you mean to say is (coughs) that only the steeply-inclined areas of the land of Israel, which are difficult to walk by, they are not classified as a Hashanah, they're not a public domain. (coughs) Anybody will explain why, but you're right. The whole world is a public domain. Babylonia is a public domain. And the rest, the whole land of Israel is a public domain. Why? Question is why. According to the rabbis, people do walk right through it. It doesn't matter. The rabbis say if you just the fact that people walk right through the wall doesn't disqualify the wall. So what, why not? <coughs> so Pesos wants to say... <clears throat> cases wants to distinguish between a wall that was man-made and a wall that's made from the hands of hashem <coughs> so in the case of walls that were made in the hands of hashem we can't wrong we can't really consider it walls to the extent that even though the people walk right through it will still be considered the walls here here even the rabbis will agree that Rabbi Yehuda, these non-man-made walls, these divine-made walls, the, the oceans, the rivers, the, the, the mountains, and the, the steep ridges, these, <coughs> and the fact that people walk right through it is not considered a river. Others say that since it's not man-made walls, and you can't really tell it's a wall. I'm, I'm standing here, I don't even see a wall. You can tell me the whole world is surrounded. It doesn't mean anything. So therefore, that's not considered, um, it's not considered a wall. <coughs> 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 according to Rabbi Yechanan, it's clear why these, none of these are considered walls. Because he holds that people, I mean, according to Rabbi because people walk right through it, so it cancels and nullifies the wall. But even according to the rabbis, when he said that in Israel they're not considered the public domain, he was talking about the steeply inclined areas in Israel. Even though they're in public, but they're not considered the public domain. Abaya, distinguished one, like big skull, big head. It's as if I saw your head in the pillars of the lecture hall. said statement because you're explaining it exactly, exactly the way Rabbi explained. It. He didn't mean that he was literally there because uh, when Abayya was born, Rabbi passed away already. He surely couldn't have been in the study hall. And he means from your brilliance as if you were there. Others say no. He means your head was there. Your head meaning rabba, which is a biased teacher. He was a student of Rabbi <coughs> the high places, the, sh- the steeply inclined places, the ascents and descents on the You're not liable for carrying it in the public domain. Why? Because they're not like the flags of the desert, the encampment of the Jews in the desert. Because there, they were an even ground. It was easy to walk and easy to, 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 to traverse because the uh, Holy Ark would go and flatten out the land and make it easy for the jewish people to go all these steeply steep inclinations that's not where we learn the public private public domain we learn it from the encampment of of israel in the desert since it's not similar therefore it doesn't have the status of a public domain Tail. the sort of a If a mound, a mountain, arises to a height of ten tvarchim, like a little over two and a half feet, within a distance of four amas. so it's like a steep inclination, which is considered like a wall. If the inclination is less than that, then it's not a wall; it's just the ground. Just because there's a little inclination, it doesn't mean anything. But if it's a steep inclination, we can look, view it as a wall. But then when people walk all over it, is it considered a public domain or not? Do we say that the public cancels the wall and therefore it's a public domain? Or we say, no, it doesn't cancel the wall like Rabbi Huda, and therefore it's not a... And therefore it's a, it's a, it's a private domain. in other words do we follow that or do we follow the rabbis <clears throat> <clears throat> obviously he didn't hear what the B-d said earlier that that the steep inclinations in Israel don't have the status of a public domain. <coughs> because this surely, because it's not similar to the desert, the Jewish encampment of the desert. So the Gemara explains this question. According to the rabbis, there's no question. We know what the rabbis hold. In the case where it's easy to walk between the openings of the L-shaped uh, beams on the side uh, boards and the, the corners, the four corners around surrounding the well, even though it's easy to walk and many people are walking, it's a public thoroughfare. Nevertheless, the rabbi say does not cancel the um, the walls Here, where it's difficult to climb surely like also again that it's considered a wall and therefore it's a private domain it's not considered a public one maybe there even the rabbi Uhud holds that the public does come and cancel the wall maybe it's only in that case where it's a flat ground it's easy for them to walk therefore the public cancels the wall Oh, so here it's difficult to walk it's a steep incline maybe here Rabbi Huda will agree with the Rabbi like, in this case even though people are walking it does not nullify the wall and therefore it is considered a good wall Rabbi Huda will agree that it's considered a good wall and it's in some private domain no, maybe no, it doesn't make a distinction since people walk in this incline therefore it cancels the walls to consider the public domain so Rav answered, told you're liable. Even though it's difficult to walk, according to Rabbi Yehuda <coughs> the traffic nullifies the partitions formed by the mound and therefore it's not considered a private domain, it's a public domain, and you're liable. So asked, even if it's so steeply inclined, you have to you need a rope to climb it, to climb? Amalyan, yes. And he says, base base it's modern, even like the, the, the ascent of base base Miron, which was very steep, and had like a very narrow path, and one, only one person could go at a time, single file. <clears throat> so, it's not like a public is really walking through it. I'm like, yes, no, since it's a public area, public can go through it, therefore it cancels the walls. i will ask you a question. Now the about is challenging other. We learn a courtyard which the public enters on one side and next is the other, regarding laws of Tumba uh, by tum, If we have in doubt, if we are in doubt if it's tummy or not, so it depends where you have the doubt. If it's in the public area, then you're lenient. If it's in the private area, then you have to be strict. So what's considered private, what's considered public is not the same as what's considered private and what's considered public by Shabbos. Two different criteria. By impurity, it's it's. is there a public there? There are three people, then it's a public. If it's a private place, then it's a private place. By Shabbos, it's all determined by the walls. So he says, a courtyard which the public enters through. So regarding the laws of impurity, it's a public place. Everyone's going in and out. There's no privacy. Regarding Shabbos, you have walls. It's surrounded by walls. Even though everyone is going in and out, it's still considered a a private domain. Now, man, Who, according to who, is this is teaching us? This? If, if the rabbis are coming to teach us according to the rabbis, if in our mission, which is easy to walk through, it's a flat surface, it's wide open, you just have on each corner two posts, the rest is wide open. Rabbi say that nevertheless, the public walking right through doesn't cancel the walls again here. It's difficult because the courtyard is not closed. You have to go through a door. Everyone has to squeeze through the same door. It's like it's like a heavy traffic. It's not so easy. Surely it doesn't cancel the wolves. So what are you coming to teach me? Rabbi you must say that this Braza follows the ping of Rabbiuda, and that's what he's coming to teach me. That's a novelty. Although now Mishnah Rabbiuda says that the People walking right through does cancel the walls. That's only to an our case where it's easy to walk. It's not easy to walk, however. And then even Abi Huda admits and agrees that uh, you don't say the public cancels the walls and the walls remain intact. That's what. that's what he says. It's still it's considered in a private domain. you want to no, Rabbi will tell you no. Le'elon Rabbana really follows the uh, rabbis. According to Rabbi Huda, there's no difference. He doesn't make any distinctions. easy, not easy. If it's a public area, people can go. The public can walk through it. It cancels the walls. I. What's the novelty then? What do you have to come to teach me? Novelty is nothing to do with Shabbos. By Shabbos, you're right. There is no novelty. The novelty is that even though it's considered a private domain in regulating the laws of Shabbos, the walls are intact and so according to the rabbis and it remains a private domain but nevertheless in relation to the war rules the laws of impurity has nothing to do with shabbos and therefore is considered the public domain what is the tashma brings another proof again the wants to refute the of opinion opinion position if you have my voice alleyways are open in pits ditches and caves consider the private domain regarding the laws of Shabbos. consider the public domain regarding the laws of Duma what mean what you mean you have an alleyway in a pit what, what, what are you talking about El meaning that it's an alleyway surrounded by three walls but at the entrance of the alleyway you have a pit right in the center and on the edge of each side you can still walk around it but the majority of the entranceway you have a pit. So he says, The alleyway is still considered a private domain regarding laws of Shabbos, a public domain in relation to laws of Tumma. Think about it. again, who does this brayse follow? If, If, opinion of the rabbis. Even in our case of our mission, it's easy to walk right through the open space. Nevertheless, the rabbi said, hey, the, the fact that the public thoroughfare, the public walks right through, doesn't cancel the, the walls. Here it's difficult because, because, yes, it's open on both sides, but here it's difficult. And the pit, see, the pit is considered a, um, it's like a real wall. It acts as a third wall because the pit is, is it has the dimensions. It's 4, 12 from wide, 10, 12 from high. So it's like a third wall. So it's considered like a closed alleyway. But nevertheless, since it's open on both sides, on one side it's totally open, and here I can walk around the pits, so even though it's difficult. So the rabbis saying because it's difficult, so if, if where it's easy for them to walk you say that the wall remains intact. Here it's difficult for them to walk. You have to walk around the pit. How much more so? For sure the rabbis will say that the wall remains intact and you're allowed to carry So what's the novelty? El rabbi Huda. so you must say the is rabbi Huda and he's coming to teach me that only in the case of our mission does rabbi Huda hold that the public cancels and nullifies. If the public walks right through it, it cancels and nullifies the wall. It's imaginary wall. But in the case of the Breizeh there, even Rabbi Huda agrees that it's considered a good wall, even though the public is still walking right through that street, because it's open on both sides. But since on the side of the pit, it's hard, you have to squeeze your way around the pit. So it makes it difficult, it's not easy, it's not convenient to walk. Therefore, in this case, to the rabbis that the, the, the public does not cancel and nullify the wall and therefore it's considered closed in. But it says no, so this this contradicts his opinion. What it says, no, rabbon, really, this follows the opinion of the rabbis. According to Rabbi Huda, it doesn't matter if it's easy, not easy. If it's a pu- accessible to the public, it cancels the walls. Like he said, even if you have to climb it with ropes, even if it's so narrow, uh, you can only go uh, one person at a time. It doesn't cancel, it it, it cancels the walls. So this b'rassi could only follow the, Rabbi, uh, the rabbis who hold that the public does not cancel the law. So what's the novelty? The novelty is, no, yeah, regarding Shabbos, there is no novelty. The novelty is that even though regarding the laws of Shabbos is considered private domain, but in relation to the laws of impurity is considered the public. Toshmar bring you another proof. It says, Shavili, Beis Gilgal, case okay, the path of Beis Gilgal, another path similar to them, Beis Gilgal at very, very steep slopes. They considered the private domain guarding the laws of Shabbos. But they considered their shusarabim for Tum. What do you mean passive Beis Gilgal? A road that's so steep that a slave can't take a saw of wheat, a huge amount of wheat, and run up the incline before an officer. It's too steep. So again, money. Who does the brayzavali? Le'mer Rabbanu, what's the novelty? Hashtema, The Nichat Hashem Am Rabbanu Yosse Rabban Batlamichitz. In the case of our Mishnah, it's easy to use and to walk. And nevertheless, the rabbis say it doesn't cancel the fact that the public walks through it. Doesn't cancel the walls off. The Nichat Hashem here where it's very difficult to use this road, it's so steep, it's not convenient, surely the traffic, public traffic doesn't cancel the walls. Ela, so what's a novelty, El-Rabbi a, must say, Father of coming to teach me that in this case, a Buddha agrees in the midst of the rabbis, that since it's not convenient to use, therefore, the fact that it's open and accessible to the public does not cancel the walls. Malay, Rabbi said, Shrili Gilgo Gilgal kamre. Pass it, Beis Gilgal. You're using that to disprove my opinion? No. That's different. You're sure? Really, I'll tell you, Rabbi says, anything, any road that's accessible, anything that's accessible to the public cancels and nullifies the walls. and It's considered a private domain. You know why base Gilgo there, it's considered a private domain? And there, you're right, even Rabbi Huda will agree. You know why? Because Yeshua Avi Yeshua was a lover of the people of Israel. So besides making huge public highways for everyone to access, he also made roads all across the country. <speaking in Hebrew> roads and thoroughfares for them. And <speaking in Hebrew> Whoever was used for convenience, he made it part of the public sector. It was very difficult to use. it was extremely steep. It wasn't convenient. He made it, to, he considered that he assigned it to the private sector. So you're right, if it's a private property and it's difficult to use, even Abiudu will agree that public traffic through private property does not have the status of Rosh Hashanah because since it's private property, the owner can bar access at any time. Therefore, it's not like the, prop, the public property in the, in the Jewish encampment in the desert. There was a free-for-all, anyone could use it. Since he can stop it, therefore it's not, therefore it's not, it's, it's considered a private, so the walls are walls, and the fact that people are walking through it and are actually using it, it doesn't matter. Since it belongs to the private, the private sector, they can stop it at any time. Radov has said that even steep roads and steep inclinations nullify the partition. He's talking about roads that are outside of Israel. Where even such steep roads are public property. If it's public property, not like Yeshua, that, that's what he meant earlier, that Israel is unique, there's no private domain. In Israel, meant the steep inclinations that Yeshua gave to the public pro- private sector uh, there even though if people are actually using it and walking over it it doesn't cancel and nullify the walls and therefore it's considered private and not public but outside the land of Israel or even the Stephen that belong to the public there the, the public does come and nullify and cancels these walls and therefore It's considered. So in the land of Israel. Since it belongs to the private. Therefore. The public cannot cancel those walls. So that's what Rabbi Echen said earlier. That the sense the of Israel cannot qualify. ...as a public domain. But it didn't mean in general there's no public domain in Israel. It meant the steep inclinations, even though people are walking through it... ...it's not considered public. But outside the land of Israel, where these steep roads belong belong to the public... there the public goes and cancels the walls so therefore it is considered public even though it has steep it has a wall no but the public cancels those walls and therefore it's considered the public domain to be continued tomorrow with the mission on the bottom of 22b everyone have a wonderful day